Welcome to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where you hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how real estate agents overcame challenges and grew their business. Check out the episode notes at crushitinre.com slash podcast. Now here's your host, Lindsay Favaza. Welcome back to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Favaza with Crush It in Real Estate. And I am sitting here today on Zoom. Unfortunately, I wish I could be in Canada with you, my friend, but um, I am sitting across from Steve Zolinardo. He is with Remax West and Zolinardo and Associates Realty in the greater Toronto area. We have quite a big following up in Canada. So I'm so excited to have you here because I'm sure there's going to be tons of people that are excited to hear from you. So welcome to the podcast today, Steve. Well, thank you for having me. It was really surprising to get that email from you guys. And yeah, happy to kind of hang out with you guys. It's going to be awesome. I very often spend good amount of time on our Crush It in Real Estate Instagram channel, either like posting <laughs> or just like commenting and getting back to people. So most of the time it's me. Um, Anthony does a lot of it too, but it's mostly me. But when I was doing that one day, I came across a video that you had and I thought, wow, this guy's really great. And I loved the fact that we had kind of that like North and South connection of like yes. the Florida with the North. So I definitely want to dive into some of that today because I know that you're moving into the Florida market, but wanted to start from the beginning, like we always do. So take me back to the very beginning of how you got into real estate. I know that you were very entrepreneurially minded at a young age. So take yeah. us back to those starting days and, and walk us through that. Yeah. So basically a humbling beginning, um, which is quite cool. You know, it's it's obviously we built some grit going through the times, but it's it's basically we, we started investing. Actually, you know, go back. Everyone talks about the book they've read that kind of changed their life. And and Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like I remember reading that book, going to Montreal, going party. And I think it was like 21 years old. And I read it and like uh, even while we were there in Montreal, by the time I got back six months later, I already bought my first property because it made sense financially. You know, I'm not going to invent an iPhone or invent any Anything like tech savvy. So, I mean, ultimately, like real estate's definitely the best way for me to go. I understand it and I like it. Um, so, I bought my first rental property. Um, and then, you know, every year we'd buy another one. So, by year three, we had um, we, we had like off campus residents for student housing. So, we had like 14 tenants. I was 23 years old at the time, which was awesome. And um, it was good, you know, making like $6,500 a month gross income in Canadian funds, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So, it's, it's like monopoly money for USD funds. <laughs> right. But um, and so it was great. I was actually making more money with with the rental properties and actually my 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 actual income as a carpenter. I was actually in construction at that time. Um, so what happens is what kind of led me to real estate was a, a few things, obviously. Um, number one, the realtor that I dealt with. And it's always important who you choose, um, who you choose as a realtor, because your realtor is going to be basically your point guard for everything. He's going to basically introduce you to your lawyer. He's introducing to your accountant. He's going to introduce it to everybody. So if you pick a let's say a shady realtor or something of that nature, they're going to lead you into crap and then they're going to give you all kind of crap uh, professionals around you. And that's what happened to me because the, you know, the, the properties that we bought, they were good for passive income, but for appreciation value, they were, they weren't, uh, they weren't good. Like I would never have bought those, you know, like I would never lead anyone into that. So uh, long story short, I became a board of director of these condominium townhouses. I found out like the insides of everything where like there's like huge uh, special assessments coming down the road. So I basically 
I egressed as fast as possible. I dumped them like they were a hot potato and I got out and I said, look how dangerous that is. Like I could have lost my shirt. I could have gone bankrupt. Like nobody cares. Um, and even before that, I was led to a fraudulent mortgage agent in this whole process where on closing of the third property, we couldn't, we couldn't close. And I kept having to, uh, to lead money to, in order to extend closing to try and find some, you know, uh, financing. And then at that point, you know, what kind of finance you're getting, it's, it's a high ratio private loan. So, you know, it's, it's the first form of bankruptcy anyway so we got out clean and and we moved on uh so fast forward we're in construction everything's you know getting tired because i'm with my dad you know we're an italian family so there's always one one head at the throne it's never like a, a, a collaboration between the, the i sons. have an like, i have an italian last name so i know i know Pavosa, right? <laughs> so, so basically and that's what happened so my dad never had intentions to grow the company and i didn't want to stick around as a laborer so it was very miserable and i remember my wife and it's always important to have a great partner in life and my wife's super like um you know imperative to my success now and she's like but you liked real estate you like dealing with the people you like that aspect just just do something go back go get your real estate license you know this is i was in the shower imagine this she opened the curtain and i'm like I got an idea. Yeah, I got, you know what? And literally the, the same day I ordered everything online and, and I started just going at it. So in, in eight months, I kind of fast tracked our course. And then I remember telling my dad like, hey, I'm not coming to work on Monday. I'm going to be a realtor, right? So it was that fast transition. Nobody kind of knew. Um, and that's it. That's pretty much the humble beginnings. Uh, but then also get into real estate. We had a different perception about it because you thought from the outside, maybe we were watching lazy agents where it was like they were golfing all the time. They weren't like they're always like hanging out. They weren't working. So I go, this is going to be great. I'm going to drive a Benz and we're going to be hanging out like, wow, what a difference from, you know, framing houses and being on, on high altitude roofs. Um, I, I got a rude awakening when I got into real estate. Now, but, this was how long ago now? Take us back to what, what year? So you got yeah, in, in 2010? 2010, yeah. Yes, 2010. So, I mean, back in 2010, there was social media, but it was very basic. So, like, it's oh. even worse now, you know, because, like, <laughs> everyone just wants to act like they have all the money, but they don't actually have any listings or any sales or anything at all, you um, know? I'm telling you, I was just talking to our new agent that we onboard. I go, everything looks shiny, but it's all shit. Trust me. Just, just shut the noise down and focus on your daily task and you're going to kill it. So where were we at there? So uh, then like, after that, so your yeah, oh, I got first into couple of years, like how did yes. things go? How did you ramp up? Where were you getting leads from and how did you make it grow from there? Fair enough. So, so like a rude awakening, getting into real estate and it was like, okay, all these lazy agents, they're not really doing much. And I start checking in. I'm like, do you own any right, you know, investment properties? Because I thought, and I was very naive, I go, everyone in real estate was wealthy, you know. And then I started checking in, and there's, you know, these people, you know, living in small houses and not the greatest areas, but they're driving a Benz. And, you know, they look great in a suit, but, you know, what was that kind of, what kind of suit was it? So it was just, it was this whole like misconception. I'm like, holy shit, this is, I got to start changing, switching gears and starting to latch on the people that are actually doing things. And uh, probably my changing moment in real estate, probably like that like that road, you know, you have the, there's that uh, poem by Robert Frost, the road is divergent to two woods and, the, and you travel the road less traveled by. Um, literally Mike Ferry, like one of your American coaches there, like the huge, huge. I went to one of his seminars and it was literally, he's like, you got to work hard and be consistent. I'm like, wow, that's all I needed to hear. I latched onto that, like, like just no one's business. And I, and it was, became my religion for six years. So it was, you know, um, 
Yeah, I'm at the, I wake up every morning still, 5.30, 6 a.m. We're in affirmations, meditation, exercise about an hour and a half every morning still, um, you know, and it's, it's this daily process. And I get to the office, we, you know, it's, it's the same process I've been doing, um, you know, obviously we've been proven as we're going, but it's, it's still now embedded in my mind. It's militant, uh, but we're having fun doing it. Um, so that's what's cool. So um, you have been an independent agent now, but you decided to make the move down to Florida. So talk to us about that decision and why you've decided in that area specifically and kind of how it's going so far. Um, Yeah, it's a curious how how things lead you into a direction, right? And it's just like, obviously, you guys dealt with the same inflation as us. The whole world did as the whole world as a general. And, um, you know, every year I like to buy a piece of real estate. It's just mandatory. We put a couple hundred thousand dollars down on a property. We need to keep, like, my goal is to have, um, you know, like $50,000 uh, passive income per month while I re- for my retirement. And that's going to be through residential properties, right? Just to kind of fuel the lifestyle. And then, You'll still do your deals a year. So so anyway, so with that in mind, I have to buy a property every year. And so I, I was able to buy a property in 2020 because the numbers made sense. But we had to like make it into a triplex for the numbers that make sense because the price is already elevated. By 21, it was like, what are we doing? I'm not going to put money out there. This is maddening. So I kind of held tight. Um, and then now we're sitting on, you know, cash naturally, like our holding corporation has to keep spending money to, to make money. And it's like, what do I do? And I'm like, you know, I always had a, a thing for Southwest Florida. I'd never been there in my life. Okay. And Naples, I actually checked my last email from some agent in Naples from 2015. I was thinking about like buying something there. And my whole goal was to semi-retired down there, like six months there, six months back, skip our, our horrific winters. Cause this is like, <laughs> it's not good. We here. get it. We get it. Yeah. yeah you got to get the same weather. Um, so it's so what happens is so going into um you know in a year in advance open up a bank account in america i started doing that that starting that the prep work right and then coming into january of this year i was like okay well i gotta put money somewhere and now is a good time for florida so i kind of just researched that market and uh, i fell in love with the southwest florida section between uh like our office going to be located in the sterile like at the coconut point so we're going to be functioning uh naples to cape coral that's going to be like our our go-to zone and um, just watching that market and how beautiful the properties were. And also they were cash positive. I said, okay, like this is what we're going to do. We're going to stick money there. And it's new construction, beautiful, like interlock driveway landscape. It's going to be all irrigated by the lake community lakes. The landscapers come. So, and I'm a little, I'm an OCD by nature. So when I see green pastures where I'm not relying on the neighbor to cut the grass or water it, it's like, uh, it's already a, a check mark. And, and that kind of led to that. And obviously, uh, if you, obviously during, if you paid attention to Canada, politically, we're a little bit unstable right now. I don't know if it's going to get better. I think your country's similar, but not, I think, as far off as we are. So anyway, it was like, now what do we do? we got to make a move. And I think uh, even for the kids' future, I think America's looking quite uh, better than we are here. So um, so we're going to relocate to Florida first week of October and then start life there. So we're going to run both uh, practices. Uh, so that's why, that, that's how Florida came. So we came from just a simple investment to uh, it's going to be a lifestyle. And then if you kind of put the pros and cons on a piece of paper between, you know, where, where we're living now and also Florida, there's way more pros and and not just for us because we live a comfortable life here. But I think for the uh, future girls of our children, it's going to be a fantastic place. And so, so regarding selling real estate, like a real estate brokerage, that's just one of the aspects. We've already opened up four uh, corporations down there, LLCs, right? So it's basically 
we're going to go down in four phases. First is the real estate brokerage, then it's the build development investment, and then naturally, uh, or property management, and then investment. So it's going to be down in four segments. And so we're going down there not to be beach bums, but to make millions of dollars. That's the whole point. And we're going to add to the community. I've already sponsored my, my we have put our kids in private school. They've already sponsored their school, like a classroom and stuff like that, or, or whatever the room I did. Uh, you know, I want to be part of that community. I want to grow um, into, uh, to love that country, your country mm -hmm. rather. And look at this. So we know the market's in a downturn. It's it's in a collapse, basically. I think we're gonna hit. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna hit a, a bottom that no one even understands here. I think it's gonna be in our Canada. We had or in Canada we had like our recession in 88, 89, which was really deep. Those housing prices took like ten to fifteen years to get back to that that amount. I think we're probably gonna be. I wouldn't say that deep, but I think five to seven years to get back to where we are currently now or what we just saw. So, and I'm not waiting to be honest. Uh, for them to, I'm 41 and, and, you know, Napoleon Hill, they see you make all your money between 40 and 50. I don't know if their death cycles were a lot younger at that age, but I'm going to go with it. So <laughs> that's fantastic. So by 41, you have all these properties, you've got all this stuff, but you've done a lot of the stuff on your own because you were telling me earlier, you've been an independent agent in Ontario. Yes. It's really just been, been you kind of handling the business. And then you have an assistant that helps you. Yes. Um, so you were doing about 40 to 50 deals per year. When did that kind of that level start for you kind of going back how how many years in did you start to really see some yeah. growth with the numbers I, I think my goal was from starting from inception um of real estate was always add 10 deals per per year and then i go by the 10-year mark i'll be at 100 deals like that was the goal right the whole goal was to stay in real estate and build it up um obviously you know things change mentally it's like um but, but anyway, so by the time I got to like 40 deals, something around there, it's probably 2015, something like that. So like four to five years into the business. And then at that point there, I could have ramped it up. I could have continued at that pace. But what was happening every year, I'd get into a mental burnout, like fried. You couldn't get out of bed in the morning. Like I'll, I'll be you know truthful about that. It's just like, and trying to rebuild your mindscape for literally like we like you have to hammer it for like 15 20 days to kind of bring it back to like some level of nor normality and that really shook me um shook me up and and not only that my i was just dedicated to work and 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 no play and i remember another aha moment was my wife she left the house i think it was in 2015 or 16 she she went out for the day with the kids and i had the whole day to myself i had no clients to deal with it was like just me and I, I, right. And I looked around and I'm like, sounds amazing. Right. <laughs> but what was scary was I had nothing to do was, was terrifying. So I'm at like an ADD and an OCD with nothing to do is you become destructive. And I go, I, I got to change life. So, you know, health, health, they always say it's those, those five buckets of life, right? Health, uh, wealth, naturally. So wait, health, financial, spiritual, physical, and family. Like you got to be topping these up daily in order to be wealthy, like well-balanced rather than just rich. Like you're going to have, you know, we have in our area here in particular in Kleinberg, we have billionaires that live in the area. This is a very well-to-do area. I'm not wealthy like that. So, but anyway, the... Uh, but they're they're not happy. Like the families are broken. They're overweight. Yeah, they have so much money. You 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 have a Lamborghini, but you can barely fit in the bloody thing. Let's, let's like you. Yeah, you didn't feed all those other aspects of your life. So yeah. it's. And that's, I think, where that misconception of like, if I'm rich, I'll be happy comes yeah. from. But like the reality is, is this is if you're not putting the time into all the things that truly are going to bring you happpiness, like the dollar sign's not going to do it. So not at all. Really powerful message. And you know, I think I, I caught on to that early. So then by 2017, 
I, so I dropped out of Mike Ferry at that time because it was too, it, it was just, it was all consuming. And then if I can't commit to something 100%, it, it, it screws with your integrity. And if it screws with my integrity, it's going to screw the rest of my life. So I had to switch gears. So then we went into other coaching. There was, you know, that everyone promises you something. It's like, I even had to give one guy my T4 stuff to prove that I was making X amount of dollars to actually enter the course. I'm like, okay, I go, this has got to be elite. I'm like, I just scraped by. I'm like, I'm going to learn so much out of here. And then in six months that, you know, fire and then hire another one then i got a life coach for a bit and we did nlp like nlp uh, practitioner i got my masters and stuff like that we did a lot of that but also like life coaching in general and just kind of remapping my mind where we want to be and, and that was huge i think that was a huge two to three years with the uh the so my coach linda like she was just one of the smartest ladies i've ever met and uh really really good like she'd have like this marker board and and and, I, and she'd be asking me questions and basically it was almost like me just throwing my brain at the at this marker board it's just like all these thoughts that came up but she was just sort of like connected them and categorizing them it's beautiful what a great uh exercise that was let's take a quick break to hear from greg janian a prominent real estate lawyer who represents buyers sellers and lenders as he shares his latest tip on a previous tip i talked about you know when you're writing an offer i don't care if you're on the buyer side or seller side it applies to everyone the offer is the first line of defense it is what dictates the material terms of the contract usually that's done before you have a chance to have an attorney review it it's it's done before you know anyone else is typically involved in the transaction and in this crazy market right now people are writing offers and giving up things that they're just not, shouldn't be giving up. You know, no effort to get deals done. You know, they're taking risks and chances that their clients don't understand. And it, it's very important the offer is done correctly. And I'm talking about from, you know, what appliances are included? Are the window treatments included? To, you know, the solar panels, which I'm gonna talk about in a training session. Um, if they're there, reviewing condo docks. You know, we have, obviously we know all about, know about appraisal language and what needs to be done on that respect. But, you know, if your client needs to sell a house in order to buy a new one and they you know you don't think an offer is going to accept it with the sale contingency you need to explain to them the ramifications of not having that sale contingency preparing an offer is the first step to getting a transaction done correctly and making your client happy at the end of the day and each happy client is a potential to turn into three or four more new clients which i'll talk about in a future tip thanks greg now let's get back to the show You're actually the second person on this podcast to mention that they got a life coach and how much it, it helped improve oh, yeah. their business. And yes. when you think about, you know, improving business, you think a real estate coach, you think that's the kind of coach yes. you need. So it's really interesting to hear multiple people say now that a life coach is really kind of what helped them make sense of what was going on in their brain. So this person was saying that it was more about cold calling had always yes. been just this wall for them and, and yes. getting on the phone with a lead was really difficult, but then they went to life coach and they kind of helped them work through like, why is that so hard for you? But when someone calls you, you can talk to them all day, you know, like there's this weird thing. So I think that's really interesting that you bring that up. The only good thing with my coach is a life coach. She's an NLP practitioner, so neurolinguistics programming. So we weren't just was like psychiatry sessions. We were doing physical activities that break barriers. And I'll give you one example, which was quite cool. Um, there's one, and it's silly. We're all like in the middle of a park doing this. So it's like, I, and I'm a very private and like shy person. I can light it up in a crowd, but I want to get out because I'm a... a I'm not you're an extra. Yeah, you're an introvert. Introvert, yeah. right? So, so I'm in the park, like, like anybody watching me, and it's just like, so what was happening was, it's like, 
you had to make a choice point, they call it. So it's basically finding an item that that you have struggled dealing with. So me, it was like uh, luxury properties, upbringing, very humbled construction. You know, we never really knew wealthy people as a family. We're blue collared family. So the wealthy was like the elite. It was like we could never get to that level. So I get into a, a luxury property. I felt like I wasn't good enough to take it. Right. So what mm-hmm. was happening? So that was my choice point. And I'll tell you what happened after this, which which we put, you know, we did exercise, but we put into action and we got results. So we had this choice point. And, and basically what I imagine this choice point B was, uh, you, you know, like in Mario Brothers or Mario Karting, you know, those things you kind of drive through and it kind of gives you like a, th- what, a little you know, extra those, boost. Yeah, yeah, correct. Those invisible things, right? Those invisible yeah. squares. So I pictured this, like I'm walking through back and forth this choice point, like just like going right in and out of it, in and out of it. And the choice point was luxury properties. And, and obviously you're remapping your mind while you're doing this. And then when I left there, it was like a calm and get this, I get a call from a neighboring property, which is two and a half million in, in 2016 is like, like 5 million at the height today. Right. And, you know, I, I handled it so calmly and I just like, bang, got the listing appointment. I went into the appointment. I went in there and he was going to take me around. Look what I did here. Look, I said, let's go to your office. I know what you've did. This, I like, I took full control. I took off my suit jacket. I rolled up my sleeves. I'm like, here, this is the mat. Like you've over improved the goddamn property. Like he can, you know, but anyway, r- regardless, I got the listing and it was, and they interviewed like, like the ultra luxury, you know, the, the people that their shit doesn't stink in the area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I got it over them. Why? Cause I went in there with just like a bomb. Um, and, and I blew up with confidence. And that was that, that thing we did with that, that day in the park, the NLP, um, uh, you know, um, exercise that actually gave me that confidence to do that. And I still carry it today. For sure. So what exactly did you guys do? Were you like, so basically you would, you envision something in front of you, which was your choice point. So this was luxury properties. I pictured this invisible block, like Mario Kart. So I was walking through it. So you're walking through like yeah. head on into the problem. So you keep walking through it. Got it. You you sort of like own it at that point. You manage it. You're, you're taking control of this. It's doesn't, it's not going to defeat you. So it's, it's basically programming your mind rather. Yeah. So if, it's like, sometimes if you talk things through, ah, it doesn't work, but if you're physically put it into action, your brain, you know, it remaps itself. Exactly. So we did some training our, um, at the corporate level with all the execs, um, in our company. Um, and we did it through the Bob Proctor training. Have you heard nice. of Bob Proctor? Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, so he's a mate cause he's a fellow Canadian as well. Um, but he's, <laughs> um, he was amazing. And like, we did all this training and it was a lot of that. It's like, where do you think you can go? And then, you know, people start in the room saying their goals and it's like, well, it's not even, you should be like thinking way past that. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Cause you, in your head, you think you're only good enough. Like you said, with the luxury, like I'm only good enough to do this. And then once that other opportunity comes, you almost push it away. So that's really, really awesome. So tell me now that you are going to be down in Florida and you're going to, you had mentioned to me earlier before we started recording that you are going to have someone that you're going to, you know, be hiring or training up in Canada to kind of take that over. So that's going to be a whole new, you know, ball game for you. So how are you preparing for that? What are you, what steps are you putting in place? So the good thing is I, I, I'm in, I'm in coaching still real estate coach. I'm a very like pro coaching. You always need a coach. You need someone that's always smarter than you. That's going to humble you. Right. Um, so he's, he's runs a very successful team out of here in, in Canada. So I'm, I'm leaning on him a lot to kind of like structure it um, and also guide me, but also I'm forced to do it this time. So I'm going to do it right. I'm going to pay attention now. Like I'll have to come to the, uh, at the office when I don't want to, you know what I mean? It's going to, it's now I have, I have responsibility. Like I have an executive assistant, to be honest, at least is like, 
but she's gone for two weeks now. It's a disaster for me. I don't even know what's good. I have so much going on. It's not just real estate. It's the development. It's the investing. It's yeah. the rental properties. It's the stuff in Florida. It's the immigration. So she spirits all of that. So, um, and it, yeah, so I'll, I'll just, we're forced to kind of go on and do it now. And, and that's good. That's what I need. I need that, that position where it's like, you know, it's either fight or flight kind of situation. So we'll, we'll manage it and then we'll build it out. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then is your goal to, because you will be traveling back and forth, is your goal in Florida to also kind of build up any kind of team or yeah. is it just going to be you while you're down there? No. So I've already hired a managing broker because um, naturally I can't get my license to like get my SIN number. But at the same time, you can't just go fresh into a market. I hired an agent there that she's 40 years living in Fort Myers, 25 years of selling on that West Coast uh, of Florida. Like I know everything. I have like an encyclopedia of information. And to be honest, I don't think I really want to do a, go out and do the sales anymore. So it's 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 I, I'll probably do it naturally. But I want to be I want to be that conduit between Canada and Florida or like, you know, Canadians now I'm getting three calls a day for, you know, from Canadians that want to buy in Florida. So it's like, now I'm that conduit. Uh, and then they're, you know, Canadian owned company, not like, like, and again, I've dealt with all the Americans I've dealt with in Florida have been stellar. This is another reason I want to move there because people still open the door and say hello to you. Like it's, it's a whole different, uh, it's, it's like living in the eighties. Like, you know, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's a different world. That's a different sure. world that I can get used to it very fast. Um, so that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. So she's she's got all this information, and and, and we're gonna have her on. And I, I like I kind of told her like uh, she probably thinks that I'm gonna maybe kind of separate us once I get licensed and stuff like that. I said no, I'd love you to stay on and and then and then build this this right. I can go back to Toronto, do seminars, bring all these leads back, and let's let's try to organize. Let's try to build something out. Uh, I think I've reached that point too. I want to be more. Yeah, you know, I still want to be involved with the sales, the day to day transactions, negotiating deals. I love it still, but ultimately, I think at this age here, it's it's time for a little bit of. Uh, like managing like different different people to to get outcomes so i think it's uh it's fun it's you know what and it's hilarious you know everyone says at 40 it's downhill you know i'm at the best physical shape of my life the sharpest i've ever been the wisest i've ever been and i, I think the, the most business savvy i've ever been so you know look at some people might think it's the end of the world and it's me it's like i can't wait to 50 right <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, yeah i just turned 40 back in april and um i feel the same way especially yeah. to like once the kids get to a certain age and you don't feel like you're spending yeah. all your time with babies and dealing with baby type stuff, you do definitely feel like yeah. I can now start my life and get, you know what I mean? Like you kind yeah. of get back to focusing on you. And I think that's sure. the best part about the forties to fifties, you know, 100%. is that really focusing on yourself. And it sounds like you are doing that. You're doing that up in Canada. You're making a plan to make your life better for your family and to grow the business. It's really, really inspiring. I'm so yeah. excited that you shared all of this today. Thank you so much. One last question I have for you before we end is I want to get an idea of what kind of advice that you would give to someone who is, I'm going to, you know, not many people are going to do what you're doing, right? So let's, you know, slim it down to a bigger pool of people, I guess, if you will, of like the people that are in that five to 10 range of sales per year that do want to scale and add 10 per year to their okay. you know, repertoire. What, what would be your biggest piece of advice for them? You know, I think for a junior agent, number one, you got to shut the noise off, like stop watching people that are just shiny and, and have no, 
Like there's nothing, no substance to it because yeah, we're going to drive a Lamborghini. It's all bullshit. Look at the guy that's working hard and just giving information. If you're going to follow a realtor on Instagram, actually, Anthony's pretty good. He's, we have very similar personalities. <laughs> you yeah. guys have a very similar start, like yeah. the, the family business. And then being yeah. like, I'm out of this, I'm doing my thing. Like you yeah. guys have a very similar story. Yeah. You guys would get along. I'll introduce you after this. So you we're a driver, driver personality, right? Yep. Um, so, so I would imagine shut all the noise off. That's for sure. Because what happens is when you're following too many people and 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 it looks more shiner than what it is, it makes you feel negative. You're going to have a pit in your stomach and that pit in the stomach is going to make you unproductive. So you got to eliminate as many distractions as possible. Um, number two, you got to you got to have a schedule. Scheduling is so important. And it's not just the real estate portion. Now, you know, I'm training my agent now. It's not like I'm trying to give him a whole balance of things, you know, and, and work is there too. Naturally, we got to make money to support our families, but it's, it's also like waking up early, exercising daily exercise is so important for your, your mental sharpness. People don't get it. Like who cares about the beach body? Forget about that. Like it's all about physical health, like, and, and your well being. Cause when you're, when you're physically healthy, you're mentally healthy, and then you're going to get good sleep at the same time, because you're burning energy in the morning. And not only that, if you're, if you're having the negative thoughts and we all get negative thoughts, I'm, I'm riddled by it. You know, your mind can just wander into, into deep shit many times, but I find with like rigorous exercise, like if I'm going for a, 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 like a six or eight mile run or something like that, it's like you, you, and no headphones, just like torture yourself with your mind. (laughs) And literally you work out your problems because you're forced to, you can't walk back. Like, you know, especially if it's a hot day, but, but yeah. So, you know, and that's for sure. And then with, with, uh, real estate itself, just have a process. You got to get in and do all your same tasks every day. Your most important tasks. Like you got to do your lead follow-up in the morning. If you got listings, make sure you contact those agents specifically in today's market where a lot of agents that that did so well and did nothing are going to have to actually work. And we're going to see how many people last already five to 6,000 agents have left our Toronto real estate board. And this is nothing. This is nothing. Nothing. This This is just begun. We're still selling shit in five to six months. But anyway, so um, yeah, and and just build that. So your lead follow up in the morning for sure. Um, You know, make all your appointments in the morning, set them up for the evening and then fill in your day. You might want to add some, you know, different processes. You always keep improving your businesses, but also take mental breaks. Like if you're all like fussy and and just go for a walk, go go out, like take lunches, make sure like, you know, healthy lunches, like, like just calm down, breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take it one day at a time. One day at a time. Um, and then for business, to get business naturally, uh, like I came up from the old school, so door knocking and cold call. And I used to, I used to contact like my triple dialer was I think 70 to 80,000 calls per year. Um, and, and, you know, like 10 to 12% of that was actually contact rate. So like six to 7,000 people I would speak to and try to get, you know, listings. But I think this generation has it a little bit better than, than the last because of social media. Like they, can promote themselves as long as they're not full of shit and they're, they're giving out great information they can they can generate a, a following and you don't need a hundred thousand people if you got like two to three hundred solid people that gonna refer you business it's all you're looking for you know don't look for the numbers i think people get get mixed up with that yep right. absolutely they're they're trying to get after those following yeah. numbers and they're not realizing that the following that you have just Make sure you're working them and you're going to get more referrals. hundred percent work them to the end. And then also like when you're doing deals, when you start doing deals, like if someone's just gone to business, did five deals, like make sure those five people are serviced after, like I'm still servicing after 12 years, the same people that I've dealt with that have not purchased a piece of real estate since then. 
They may have given me one referral, some not, but they're still getting the same service. Like, you know, wine, we touch them with the 22 touches per year, right? That's what we're doing per client. And, and that's what we're doing. We keep that. And those people, and that cost me like at least, you know, I don't know, maybe $1,000 to $1,500 per, per client. Uh, per year, but it's naturally like they're still in that loop. I don't want to lose them, right? What are those touches, if you don't mind me asking? I, I wish my assistant was here; she'd have a better handle on it. But just an example, yeah, yeah. So, so we, you know, the major events like uh, Christian holidays and stuff like that, like Christmas, Easter. So, so there's always something yeah. like either a bottle of wines dropped off at Christmas, something like that, a calendar, um, their birthday cards. We send birthday cards out, and then not only that, I I text them in the morning. I may, I have this book. I call it the Bible. Like I'm old school, so yeah. It's all nicely highlighted. I love it. My it's assistant. all highlighted. That looks my great. Assistant. God bless her. She's the best. <laughs> I'm trying to bring her to Florida. I bought a big ass house and I'm trying to stick her there uh, in one of the rooms. But anyway, yeah. so um, yeah, so I'll, I'll read this in the morning. If there's a birthday, I'll physically text message him. Right. And it's like you make that conversation. You may not caught you made the last time you contact them was a year from from that, like a, a physical contact. But you can lead into a call, leads into top of mind agent and ultimately into a lead at some point. Right. You're probably beating their family to texting them, too. By far, I'm the first. I guarantee you, like seven thirty, sometimes in the morning, eight a.m. It's like, like the realtor. You know, the wife the, might get them to Monday or the Steve the, called me, but my yeah, mom didn't call me. A thousand percent, no doubt. That's fantastic. Well, again, thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Our listeners are going to get so much out of this. Um, and I am so excited to have been able to talk to you about all of this. Good luck in Florida. We'll definitely. Stay in touch because we'll have that Florida connection and maybe we'll meet up while we're down there. At some That'd point, be awesome. So. That'd be really cool. Maybe I'll come to one of your seminars if you guys are going to do one down there. I would love, love to. It. Love it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Appreciate it. And we will see you on the next episode of Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. We hope you learned some valuable takeaways. Be sure to take action and grow your business. You can check out the episode notes and more content from the show at crushitandre.com slash podcast. And if you like this episode and want to hear more stories, please share with others. Post on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch the latest from Anthony, follow him on Instagram at Crush It In Real Estate on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.